sugar and foods. Yeah. That's what we did. Sugar and grits. Look, no, don't judge me. No, no. I've never put sugar and grits. And people who do that, I judge them. <laughs> sugar and jelly and grits. Not sugar no. and grits. You're supposed to put cheese, salt, pepper, and butter in grits. If you want to do sugar, you eat oatmeal. Mm -hmm. Sugar and grits. Sugar no. and spaghetti. No. Sugar and spaghetti. Did you buddy them? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs>
Uh, sound like Naomi. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir is from uh, California. Uh, straight from the from the grapevine, man. Uh, um, I'm kind of excited about this. Jeremy, you, you suggested this one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this Pinot. Um, I have this quite a lot often, every now and then in the cupboard. So uh, this is a really good, refreshing one. We'll see. <clears throat> we'll see what the actual tasting notes are. But um, but yeah, you can't go wrong with Pinot. You got. We've been on a lot of cabs and Malbecs in the last episodes. They was trying to do cab again, and I was like, nah, it's time to switch it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, nah. Actually, on the back of it, it mentions a little bit more uh, information on it. We'll we'll talk about that right, right quick. Um, you know, Naomi, it means coast. So, it truly mm -hmm. symbolizes the origin of this Pinot um, on the coast of California. Um, and it's notable. California is notable for its wine growing, so... Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get right into it. We'll see what everybody, you know, how we feeling. Do it. Smell you know, test. Smell test. Mm -hmm. See what it smells like. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, I, I, actually, I actually do Ooh. have a smell today, fellas. Just... I actually do have a smell today. And it's not just one. Mm -hmm. I actually smell strawberries. Okay, okay. Strawberries. I was going to say I smell some berries. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely yeah, some type definitely. of berries, mixed berries. Mm. Smell good. Mm. Hey, toast yeah. up. Toast, toast up. up. Yes, sir. And to the new light skin guy, man. Yes, <laughs> hey, remember you got one shot. You got one shot. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's real good. That's fire. That's fire. What you think, Vip? I honestly feel like the guy who wasn't prepared for an assignment right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just picking up whatever you guys are saying yeah. uh, because my dad is from Italy, big mm -hmm. wine guy. I didn't get that gene from him. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the guy, like you guys were talking about that first episode, he's he's sniffing it before yeah, it comes yeah. out. He's getting that taste, uh, making sure it's good. Mm -hmm. Me, they all kind of taste the same, but this does taste a little sweeter to me. And it's yeah. a little easier for me to drink that than yeah, I think yeah, a normal yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, what, what's normally, what's, what's your normal go-to? Are you not a big wine person? I'm not a big anything type person where mm -hmm. I'm pretty flexible and can kind of go with whatever the flow okay. is that night or, with whoever I'm with that night. Mm. Okay. Ooh. Man, let's get into it. So you said your dad's from Italy, right? Tell us about yourself. You know, where are you from? Uh, you know, how'd you get to where you are today? Yeah. Uh, you know, and what are you what are you doing now? And Viv, he's not just a guest. You know, he, he's family as well. Carolina fan. He's gonna talk a little bit about yeah. that, but definitely share about. He's a very esteemed person as well. <laughs> we want to big up Viv. He's doing a lot of major things, so. We don't want to let that go over anybody's heads. Yeah, so I'm from New York originally. Um, like I mentioned, my dad was born in Italy. My mom was born in New York. Uh, they met in New York. Um, my dad moved here when he was like 20s, in his 20s. Um, so Italian is his first language. Uh, he wasn't a, a big sports guy. Um, he'll watch a Carolina game if he knows Carolina's on just because he knows how much I care about him. Yeah. Or if I want to go to like a Knicks game with him, like he, he's always been somebody who's like, all right, get the tickets and, and we'll mm -hmm. go. Even knowing that like he doesn't really know yeah. what's going on from, <laughs> from more of a, uh, it's more of like a surface level type viewing. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's always been something that I've always respected about him. Um, so I grew up in New York, um, played football, basketball, baseball growing up, actually got cut from the basketball team my junior <laughs> year. It was a good, like, don't yeah. give me those looks. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was oh, that's wet. 
I got cut in 11th grade, so I'd say advantage page. First, set the tone. No, actually, I want you to go first, so I know what I mean. <laughs> it was a good. Hey, I got cut from my 7th yeah. grade team. Yeah. Never tried out again. Yeah. It, was, it was a good again. basketball team I got cut from. Uh, the next day, I didn't know what I was going to do. Showed up to the track team. Uh, my first track meet, I ran like a really fast time and started getting recruited by schools like North Carolina and Michigan, Florida. Uh, those were my final three schools. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a weird flip for me because I really wasn't getting recruited for any other yeah. sports I was playing. And I show up for my first day of track and I start getting all these this interest. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually picked Carolina, ran track my freshman year. Really wasn't for me. I was never somebody who loved track growing up. Mm -hmm. um, got in contact with the football coaches, walked on. That's how I met all you guys. Career, the, career. the best experience of my life yeah. getting to play football for those three years mm -hmm. and after football I I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and um, my senior year I tore my ACL and I started picking up a camera and trying to learn how to shoot videos whether it was like uh, you know Mitch Trubisky wanted a highlight tape I could cut it make him a highlight tape Switzer wanted a highlight tape I cut it for him uh, Matt Collins um, and then as I started putting those together, I was like, you know, what if I get on the camera and tell fans like what they do well and mm -hmm. something I think I could do. Um, so I started practicing that way and um, have been doing it ever since and with Inside Carolina, who's owned by CBS Sports right now mm -hmm. and just trying to build every day and get better. Nice. Okay. So, so I noticed you said that when you first got to school, um, for track, obviously, you realized that wasn't for you. So, like, such in a short time, like, what, what was that like for you? Because a lot of people, as you said, like, get in the situation just because that's what they're handed at the moment. And it may not be for them. So, being that you were able to say, you know what, this ain't for me, kind of walked away from it. And what you said, started playing football, and that was kind of the best three experiences yeah. of your life. So, kind of talk about that a little yeah. bit. So, when I was getting recruited and coming into Carolina, I knew the head coach for the track team was retiring. Um, but what I didn't know is the new coach brought in a new sprint coach and me and him just kind of bumped heads from the start where mm -hmm. I was a 400 runner. He wanted me to run the 800 and the my body would just reject 800. Every time I ran it, like I would get like super sick and I was like, I, I can't run this 800. And he's like, I think you could be good at it if you just stick to it. I'm like, I'm letting you know right now, I'm like, my yeah. body is rejecting this yeah. every time. So this like, ain't for me. I'm growing up every time <laughs> yeah. I'm running this yeah. race. Like, something's not right here. Yeah. Uh, so that was when I kind of made the decision to, I was either going to just be a normal student or try to play football. Um, got in contact with uh, Coach Brewer at the time, um, and they put me through, like, a walk-on tryout. Uh, the toughest part, I would say, was, you know, I, I had, like, that base friend group from track. And then once I was away from track, I wasn't practicing with them anymore. Uh, I wasn't like hanging out with them as much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so like coming into football, it was like, uh, I had like, I don't want to say normal student friends, but like just uh, friends that didn't play a sport. Yeah. Um, so I had that base still, but like even then it was just like a, a very alone feeling when you're going into football and you know, you guys had already been there for a year and didn't really know too many people. Um, besides like the people that I was in classes with. Um, but I think that was one of the most surprising things, like how welcoming everybody was when I joined the football team where 
you know, it didn't matter if I'd been there one day or a year already, or if I was on scholarship or was never going to contribute to the team. It was like the second I joined that team, like it was so welcoming. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is a, a brotherhood. Yeah, it's family. Uh, but I'm gonna go back to you talking about your body rejecting 800. That's a good way of putting it. Because uh, I, I, I ran the uh, 400 in high school, man, and uh, complete rejection. I'm talking Matumbo rejection. <laughs> so I can only imagine running the 800 and the 400 for you yeah. for that to be your race is still, uh, you know, tremendous, yeah. uh, incredible. So, uh, man, so you know, you talk about playing football, right? Talk about being a walk-on. Um, you know, what What was the, the wide receiver room look like? You know, like what was that experience like? You had Ryan Switzer and Mac Hollins, obviously Coach Brewer was a coach. You know, what What was the dynamic in there? Yeah, it was it was hectic at times, mm-hmm. uh, but Coach Brewer was always somebody that kept that room, for, that kept that room fun, and it was a, a really cr- a close group. You had guys like Quinshot, um, Buck Howard, That's Mac, yeah. Austin Pearl, like, all those guys at the time, like we were super close. And um, again, it didn't matter if you were a starter, it didn't matter if you were the last guy in the room, like everybody went in with with that same mindset of like, let's, let's make everybody as good as possible. And like, it didn't matter, like everybody had the same voice in that room. It wasn't like, oh, only the starters can talk. Um, and I think that was, why that receiver room always was so well because of how close everybody was like it was it didn't have to be just in that meeting room like when we were all hanging out like we would go to ip3 to get pizza together um we would go out on the weekends together and it's like i think that's kind of what what makes like a good team in college like that closeness and that togetherness where it's like you know we didn't really have like the wide receivers i think were always close for us um, but I think the biggest difference that 2014 to that 2015 team was that like togetherness and everybody kind of all buying in together. Yeah, I want, I want to touch on that because that, that's huge. That's huge. And I've always uh, prodded Coach Brewer on kind of keeping that family atmosphere. Like you walk in their room, they got candy machines, pictures of everybody on the wall. You know what I'm saying? And you go into other meeting rooms, it's just a cold room. Yeah. It's all about business. You know what I'm saying? And, and playing football obviously was a a five-year grind every single day of your life like a grind so having that balance from like playing football learning football and actually like still having that family togetherness like that 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 plays a huge part in as you say how successful a team can be so shout out to coach brewer for that man yeah yeah free free yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah talk about as well so while you were at carolina were you a journalism major no so okay. i wasn't okay. Um, I was. That's a, that's a big thing too. Yeah. Now you're kind of in that field. So yeah. Yeah. Talk about. I that. was exercise and sports science. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time I realized that I wanted to do like journalism, mm-hmm. uh, I think you had to apply by the end of your sophomore year to mm-hmm. get into the J school. Yeah. Um, by the time I tore my ACL and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, it was mm-hmm. my senior year already. Um, so like with the like I was basically finished with all my major EXS classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started to just fill my schedule with like journalism classes. And the, the one I took that kind of like resonated with me the most was this class called Sports Extra. And it was basically, you're just putting on um, a weekly sports show. So everybody has like their different roles, like there's producers, there's directors, mm-hmm. there's on-camera people. 
Um, and that was like the first time where I was teaching myself like how to shoot my how to shoot video, how to edit it all together. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like went into it not knowing anything. Like the first time I had to go out and shoot a video, yeah. like I didn't even have a, an SD card in the camera. <laughs> oh, man. I kind of just man. assumed like somehow it would record. And I called somebody from my class like, hey, I don't think this is recording me. Yeah. She was like, yeah, you don't have a, a card in the camera. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> That's the word. Yeah, it's humbling. Um, <laughs> but like that class uh, like taught me so many things and it like, there wasn't really the professor, Professor Toggle, he was just kind of uh, watching it mm -hmm. from a, a far away perspective. And it was kind of like, you're, you're either gonna have to learn how to do this or you're gonna, you're gonna uh, sink. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think being like thrown into that environment really helped me because a lot of times now when I talk to people, like when I reach out to um, like people at ESPN, um, the first thing they're like is, do you know how to like shoot? Do you know how to edit? I'm like, yeah, I'm on camera, but like, I'm the only person on my team right now. So mm -hmm. it's it's something where I have to be able to know everything, wow. or at least bits of everything. Man. So that's, a, that's the best way to learn sometimes, you know, figure it out. Yeah. You get out there, uh, it's sink, sink or swim. And uh, I until you told me that just now, I didn't know you're the only person on your on your team. Yeah. Because your product is, is clear, yeah. and it's, it's yeah. clean. Yeah. And I really don't understand like- Professional. Are you reading off a script or do you just memorize all that stuff? Because it's incredible. How you, like when you just fly through all the stats and yeah. gameplay. Uh, it, it depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes uh, I have like a, a teleprompter mm. uh, kind of showing people how the sausage is made here. Sometimes I have a teleprompter and sometimes the teleprompter is only um, like a few like notes or stats that I that I really want to have like yeah. thinking back to this past week like Carolina's defense was really bad and they had like the 126 total defense so if I know like I have a ton of things that I want to say and want to make sure like I'll put like notes or um, kind of just like a guide of what I want to say and, and just kind of let it flow from there. Yeah. yeah. I think with, with, for commentators at least because we were actually looking at Stephen A. Smith today uh, the commentators who keep it real, right? Yeah. And they tell the good and the bad. You said when you first started with uh, Mr. Biscay and them, you were saying, I know what they do well and I can speak to that. You also know what teams and individuals are doing bad. And uh, when you were calling out Carolina's defense, you kept it real. I mean, to the mm -hmm. point where it was like, I'm, look, I'm reading, I'm like, I cannot believe he said that. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, you know, it's, it's true, real content. And I went and looked at the comments too. Cause I'm like, they gotta be like, get this guy off. Like, why is he talking so much trash about Carolina? But everybody agreed. They were like, yeah, they, they have not played well, and you just, you kept it real. So I, yeah, you know, that's that's nice. So yeah. so question yeah. about that? I actually watched it too, and I was like, dang, Bill. But um, <laughs> when doing that, do you kind of like subconsciously think about like, oh crap, am I saying too much? Am I being too harsh? Or yeah, what goes like, on? Yeah, like what yeah. goes on in your head? You're like, okay, yeah, I'll just spill it out. I try to keep it as honest as possible, um, just because I think that's what comes across the best. If if I'm just being like my authentic self, and you know, if if a team's not playing well, no matter if I played there or not, like if I get on camera and I'm like, you know, they're 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 trying their best, or you know, things aren't as bad. Like people could see that, like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not keeping it real with them. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the biggest thing for me, trying to be authentic. Um, but there's definitely times where like that sucked to do. Like 
when I first started with Inside Carolina, it was um, tw the 2017 season where Carolina won three games. Uh, or no, it was the 2018 season where Carolina won two games. Right. And like a lot of those people on the team were either guys we played with or, you know, coaches I played with. And they're, they're two and nine or whatever they were. Mm -hmm. And like, it, it like hurt me to talk about like how bad they were. And, yeah. Um, when, when players just aren't like at that power five type level at a school like North Carolina and every week, like I would talk to my parents and be like, you know, I really don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, just cause I knew like going into yeah. every game, like this yeah. team is probably going to lose and I'm going to have to get on camera and talk about how bad they are. Um, but it was, it was just one of the things where I kind of had to separate, um, like the personal relationships I had on the team with the business aspirations that I have. Um, just because, you know, I, I am trying to make it to a certain level and um, it is a, a great opportunity to get on front of the camera on a platform like CBS Sports and mm -hmm. kind of talk about uh, the North Carolina football team. Yeah. Awesome. So what is that next level? Like, where do you want to be ultimately, um, you know, like, and what steps do you have to take to get to, the, to that point? Yeah, I think, like, my ultimate dream would be um, to do – what I'm doing now, just on like a national level. Um, so whether it's talking about like whatever the game of the week is for ESPN or like going to the game of the week for ESPN or CBS Sports or um, even doing it for like uh, an independent, it doesn't even have to be a ESPN or CBS Sports, Fox Sports, um, just a company that does have that like national appeal. Um, where I'm not just singularly covering one team because I think that's where the toughness part of it comes in where I'm only focusing on one team where you know you guys know it like teams are gonna have good weeks a team's yeah. gonna have bad weeks yeah. and that makes it tough or if if I am doing um, like a singular focus on a team then to go to like you know be like the ESPN guy that covers the Raiders or the ESPN guy that covers um, the Knicks because I love college football, but like I, I didn't grow up with college football in New York. Mm -hmm. Like it was NBA, NFL, uh, MLB to a certain extent. Um, but for me, like I think people are always surprised when they find out like the Knicks are my number one team uh, growing up. Yeah. Not the Knicks. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, about the Knicks. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, hey Jalen Brunson, I believe in you. <laughs> Because his last name is Brunson. That's because of. We're gonna pray for you on that one. Can we get Can we get Taylor some uh, some water? For you? <laughs> the Knicks man. Well, man, that's that's some grinding, right? I mean, the Knicks they haven't been they haven't made it easy. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. But you're a loyal you're a loyal fan. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the best trait about the New Yorkers. Mm -hmm. We're we're loyal to a fault. The Yankees. Uh, yeah, the Yankees have given us some success, but they're they're pretty down right now. The Jets have been one of the biggest loser franchises <laughs> that I could think of. Uh, but uh, so I lived with Mac Collins in, in college. Um, Mac was a, a walk on like uh, me and CB. Shout out Mac. Blew yes, up, sir. made it to the NFL. And on his draft night, I was with him in Maryland. And I was like, hey, whatever team you go to, I'm leaving the Jets. <laughs> and he was like, well, what if I go to the Jets? I'm like, 31 chances that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take those chances. Yeah. So I, I, noticed, I, I noticed something you said when you were talking about how you kind of like started covering that single team, just kind of being the only person to cover every aspect of it. Like, do you consider that just being part of the grind and kind of sort of like 
you have to do this to kind of move up? Like, did, was that kind of discouraging for you at first or were you like, okay, this is a part of the process. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna dive into it and give it all I got just so I can like promote, move to ESPN or yeah, CBS. And also does not having a journalism major, has that impacted you as well in that movement? Yeah. I don't think that has really impacted my movement. Like nobody has really even asked me like if yeah. I went to school for That's journalism dope. or anything. That's dope. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like, I've been pretty like selective and trying mm -hmm. to figure out like what that next step would be for me. Mm -hmm. um, because I think the, the more traditional route would be somebody goes to like, uh, like a small town market in like Alabama or Arkansas and they're covering uh, high school, local high school football. Mm -hmm. And that is just a grind that it's not for me. <laughs> not for me. I, I respect, yeah, I respect everybody who goes to those small markets and like works their way up. Um, but my thought process was, you know, I'm going to do what I do and try to be the best at what I do mm -hmm. and try to try to make it that way. And in the process, I like I always reach out to people on like Twitter or if I see somebody at another game at UNC, like, hey, how did you get to where you are? Or if yeah. you were in my position right now as a 28 year old trying to make it, like, what would you be doing and how would you do things differently? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's been the biggest thing for me and just being patient and trusting that, you know, the next move is, is going to come eventually. Yeah, that's good. Well, you are the best at what you do, man. I, I'm always locked in, you know, every time. Yeah, sure. um, so yeah, yeah, definitely thank you for sharing. Yeah, um, killing it inside Carolina. Yeah, so, yeah that, that's also another thing where it's like, when I go to UNC games, it's like super humbling when people come up to me and they're like, we listen to your podcast or we watch your videos. And it's like, yeah. you know, thinking back to my Carolina days, like I had zero catches. Mm -hmm. yeah, I had zero catches. I did not impact one game in, in the slightest bit. So like to like, you know, somebody like Queese or somebody like Switz, like they always had people coming up to them and like saying like yeah. how big of a fan they are. So that was like something for me that I kind of had to get used to. Um, and it's it's always so appreciated and so kind where when people do come up to me and they appreciate that somebody is being authentic with them and not giving them uh, yeah. not. not holding back with, yeah, yeah. with their takes and giving their opinion. There are some people who kind of fight against the opinion, but <laughs> vocal minority. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's deep, that's deep. You gotta put it out there, that's deep. So were you a historian, like, like did you, you just rattled off some names like in baseball. Mm -hmm. Like as a kid, did you always remember like players and you know, with, with sports has, has always been like a passion of yours? Yeah, so growing up, that kind of ties into my dad. Like he, like he didn't give me any athletic ability. He didn't give me any of this ability. Shout to out. Talk I don't know. Can we? Hold on. Can we put that picture of him and his dad up right here? Because I think his dad gave him his legs. <laughs> Zoom in on his legs. <laughs> Must love the pops, man. Yeah. Shout out to but pops, uh, my mom's dad. Uh, so my grandpa. He was uh, like a huge Yankee fan. And growing up, I would always get on the bus uh, at his house um, just because my parents worked and my grandparents watched me until, you know, 6, 7 p.m. And he would always be listening to, like, he was one of those true New Yorkers who was listening to WFAN, the sports talk radio all day. When the Yankee game is on, he's watching it, like, 
full volume. Mm -hmm. I'm in the corner, not allowed to talk. Uh, <laughs> so it, it got to the point when I was like six or like seven years old where I would just wait for commercials to come on yeah. and I would just know like a bunch of stats and a bunch of sports that I would want to talk to him about. And it was kind of like I was hosting my own show back then with him because I, I wanted to have something, you know, that I could bond with him over and, and talk about sports. Um, so, so sports has always been like such a huge part of my life ever since, you know, I was as young as possible. I, like when, whenever it was my birthday and my family asked me what to get, I would say, you know, buy me anything sports and I'll yeah. like it. I remember one birthday, uh, I was probably seven. I gave that one godline. It's, it's one of the loosest godlines <laughs> you can have. And somebody bought me the Lord of the Rings trilogy DVD. <laughs> I still have Seven been, years old. I still have not watched Lord of the Rings because I refuse to after that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it could be a sport depending on how you look at it. Not Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's good yeah. stuff, man. Now, that's yeah. dope, though. You got a pretty dope, you know, journey because, one, having a goal, coming to Carolina, you know, track, that was at least your route, right? And then pivoting <laughs> into football and then exercise sports science. But, you know, talk about for you, like you had, it feels as though you had a vision on what you wanted to do. At least you had an idea of something you wanted to do. And you was going to make it happen either way. And in the in the field that you're in right now, you know you're making it happen. So, how how does how is that like happening for you? Yeah, I think it, it's it's been something that like I've been seeing like more recently. Yeah. Um, because growing up, like I, I wasn't like super talkative. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't like the most social person in, in high school. Like I probably have three friends that I keep in <laughs> touch with from my high school days. Yeah. Um, but. Like, so for me, like going to start talking on camera was like a, a drastic mm. switch for me yeah, and yeah. something that like, I wasn't like super comfortable at first with. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times now, like I get like, so like, I'm like so focused on like where I'm trying to get that. Like, yeah. it's, it's hard for me to process like how far I've come. Mm. Um, and that's something I've tried to like deal with better where it's like, if, if I'm like really struggling one day to get like my thoughts across on a video like I'll go back and watch like mm -hmm. a video from that sports extra class in, in 2016 and I'm like yeah. man yeah you know a long way a yeah. long way yeah. uh so that's been kind of something that I, I've been trying to deal with where um just so focused on, mm -hmm. on the future that you kind of yeah. have to take a step back and, yeah. and kind of enjoy where you are in the present yeah. wow yeah. that's that's some yeah. deep yeah. stuff right there everybody can apply that yeah. right because you so Jeff couldn't come up <laughs> uh -oh, hey, all in one, bro. All in one. Hey, you better come on back. <laughs> What's the baseball player's name? Wally Pip. Wally, Wally, Wally Pip. Wally Pip. AKA Wally Jeff Bell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I think it's it's easy to get discouraged, like in the moment, because you're so focused on where you should be or where you're trying to go, and it seems so far away and so intangible. But then as soon as you go back and look, and like, man, I. This is Five years ago, before, yeah. I never thought I would be where I am today, and that's that's true motivation, that's and that's huge. what that's can huge. help you uh, kind of refocus. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah and I think really another, another part of that is like I love to surround myself with other people that are you know super successful. So mm -hmm. you know, and then but when you do that, and I see people like some of my friends are in the NFL or in the NBA, like mm -hmm. that's hard to compare yourself to yeah, because, yeah, you know, my check looks a lot different. Than that. <laughs> uh, so I think that's been, that's been something too, but like, 
it, it's like a, a balance of wanting to surround yourself with really successful people yeah. and having them be able to pick their minds and um, just kind of be in that culture of success. Um, but at the same time, realizing like you're good running your own lane and, and yeah, yeah. staying focused. That's, that's staying in your lane. Yeah, that's right? deep. We, uh, we actually talked about that last week. Like define so, success for you. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a good point. Like I say, we know plenty of guys writing big checks every week, but that's their success. But yeah. we're living, we're happy, fitness is everything, health. And so that's success to me. You know what I'm saying? So, so what does success look like for you? Yeah, I think success would just be doing something that like I just really enjoy or something that really makes me happy. Yeah. It's why I've been selective and trying to figure out what's next because I, I do enjoy talking about North Carolina football or North Carolina basketball and having those experiences, going to the Final Four, going to the Orange Bowl. Mm -hmm. um, but success for me is, is just doing something like I really enjoy. Like on the side, uh, I was telling CB that I coach high school basketball in, in the Charlotte area. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, I, I don't do that for a check. I don't do that because I want to be the next coach of the North Carolina basketball team. <laughs> I do that just because I, I just 20, enjoy 20 years from now. Yeah. Speak it. I just enjoy being around those guys and, and being a part of something that helps them get better. So I think success to me would just be, you know, doing something that you're really passionate about. And making an impact too, yeah. especially about coaching, man. That's, that's huge. When I was living down in Georgia, I uh, actually had the pleasure of coaching a bunch of uh, middle school kids, kind of started my own speed and agility program, had a great turnout, and that was something that kind of stuck with me, like, to always try to help people, you know. And yeah. These kids weren't the most athletic kids, but they also taught me how to be patient, you know, yeah. how to be patient and kind of work through frustrations and all that good stuff. So that's, that's big. Uh, giving back, helping out with coaching and stuff. That's huge. I'm sure for you, it's probably uh, because you're at an age where you're a lot, you can relate a lot better with the kid, the high school kids you're coaching. You know, because like me growing up, my high school coaches were 60. You know what I mean? So I, I really couldn't relate with them. And I, I didn't feel that they could feel my pain or they'd been through the same experience because it had been so long ago, which, which in your case, you know, you had been cut from a team. And as a basketball team, so you could talk, you can kind of motivate those kids like, hey, keep your head up, stay focused. You know, you played at the D1 level, so you know what kind of commitment it takes to be successful. Um, you know, so talk to us about that relatability and the impact you've had in those kids' lives. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a huge part of it, being, you know, somewhat close to them in age where, you know, I, I can understand to some extent when they're talking about, like, the newest trends or the newest TikToks, yeah. even though that's probably when I feel the oldest, when <laughs> when they get the aux on like a bus trip and I'm like, <laughs> one, this doesn't sound good. Two, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea what uh, so that's probably what makes me feel the oldest. But um, at the same time, like it, it's so rewarding when you see a kid come in every day and get stronger in the weight room or become a better basketball player or, you know, do something that you coach them to do and they're in the right position and they're ready to make a play. Um, so that that has been a, a great experience working with them. Actually, my first day at this school, I didn't have my paperwork in yet. Uh, so I was only able to watch from the sideline. Mm -hmm. And 
one of the kids came up to me the first day and was like, you started school here this year? And I was like, I was like, I got to grow a beard or something. You got to grow that one out. I'm going to be telling you what to do with my paper, my paper clip. Oh, man. You should have just rode the wedding band. Yeah. yeah. Then Eli, Man- Eli Manning went to like, Oh, that was dope. That was I watched that. I watched yeah, you should just rode the waves. Did you remember that? I just did that too. Did he? Yeah, yeah. That was dope. Yeah. That was dope. That's cool. That's so, so kids, you yeah. mentioned, um, you know, health mm-hmm. and fitness. Yeah. Are you still in your college shape? I mean, if, if you're not, that's okay. All right, we grow up older. <laughs> I think you were telling me about you were playing ball with the, with the guys and yeah. your back locked up. Back locked up. <laughs> First that. play. First play. You was working out. <laughs> First play. <laughs> so uh, how, you, how do you stay in shape? How do you stay fit? Yeah. Uh, so endurance-wise, probably significantly down. Like, yeah, yeah. just yeah. not running track, not running sprints on a consistent basis. But strength-wise, well, my strength is up from the football days. Okay. I'm, I'm moving right. that way. Okay, okay. Uh, but... I was always somebody where I came from such a structured like workout setting mm-hmm. that once I got out of college, I would go in the weight room and Not I didn't know what to I do. Didn't oh, know what to do. I would God. just wander around. Right. I would watch somebody do an exercise, be like, I think that's something <laughs> that I should do. Like, let me try to work yeah. that in. Yeah. Uh, so I I never had like uh, a great like structure when I would go to the gym. I would go on social media and see like yeah. uh, some kind of workout and be like, okay, that's what I'll do today. Yeah. Um, so actually uh, this past year, I reached out to one of our football trainers, Simon, and I was telling him the same thing. Like when I go yeah. in the gym, I just kind of wander. And he came up with a, a full workout program for me. Yeah. And then that's what kind of got me back in the gym. And um, mm-hmm. it, it kind of puts those like blinders on me when I'm in the gym where I'm not really worried about somebody because I could go on my phone and you know, see what I have in this A block, this B block, the yeah. the superset f- uh, finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Simon. Simon really helped me get back into it. Uh, and yeah, he's got me moving weight, man. So. I saw, I saw, my bad. I saw Viv at Dow YMCA, and uh, you know he prides himself on his legs. It was upper body day, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know you would rather be doing uh, lower body, but it was good. And then I asked you to, I wanted to see your workout. And the workout that Simon provided for you was like like a different language. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how do you stay? Like, how do you go through this and yeah. stay on it? Like, yeah, yeah. First, I have to dress the. I'm a big five inch inseam short guy. <laughs> you, get, you gotta let, wait. What? <laughs> you got the five inch inseams. I got you. Like, no, I, I got you. We're, we'll have to get the hoochie, the hoochie daddy shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you probably saw me in that day. Yeah. It always just makes your legs look significantly better. Right. Um, if I could ever find shorts like that, that's that's yeah. my preferred length of shorts. Thank you. Uh, but with those with those workouts for Simon, like if, if I ever have a question, like he's super responsive and have a text and like like YouTube is like one of the best inventions that mm. oh, we've yeah. probably ever had where it's yeah. like what is this workout? And I could watch like a, a three minute video of somebody explaining it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's really been the biggest way of how I try to stay on top of it and just knowing what I'm gonna do and kind of having a set plan. It's it's a, a four day workout plan. Yeah. Um, so just knowing what I'm gonna do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, every week, like before I even get started is, is something that I think really helps me. Yeah, and, and like, 
you just plug in the weight and it like has your percentages of like what you're supposed to do. So like all of it does that on itself for the Excel sheet. So it's not really like a lot of thinking for me for like, what am I gonna do for 10, eight, six? So the less thinking in there, the better for me. And yeah, it's really helped. And, and that's that's so crazy you say that. So a couple of weeks ago, right? As you all know, I'm an Orange Theory member. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, man, I didn't go to the gym at Orange Theory, so I decided to go to the gym downstairs in my apartment. And dude, I was in there for 10 minutes. I was like, you know what, bump this. Cause it was just like, I was trying to figure out what to do. Like, I feel like I wasn't doing this right. So, so that just goes back to show like how having that structure through football kind of like, I don't know if it kind of like stabilizes you to always depend on that, but that's big that you were able to kind of tap back in with Simon and say, hey, I, I need this from you because yeah. Like I say, I was struggling. And I'm like, I don't worked out for seven years every day of my life. I should know what to do. I should know what to do, but I don't. And it's just like, I was like, man, this this don't even feel right. So I just went on and booked a session for tomorrow. Like, yo, I'm not working out on my own ever again. Like, How important though is, is working out? Because a lot of people don't work out daily. Yeah. Charles, I know you got an amazing fitness company, Fit for Life. So yes, sir. Shout know. out Fit for Life. Shout out Fit for Life. Um, but like, how important is it? Because I know growing up, if if you're an athlete, of course you're going to be active, right. right? But a lot of people, normal, just every day to day people, they're not working out every day. Some people working from home right now, they're not getting out at all. Um, but like, how important is that from a physical standpoint, but also from a mental standpoint? Because I know. For me, when I'm waking up in the morning, if I'm able to go and work out, and when I get back, I feel so refreshed. Even if I didn't want to, I feel so refreshed, and I feel like, man, I can go and actually tap into a different level of myself to make make sure I'm I'm available for you. I'm available for the people that's around me. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, what's your thoughts on that? So for me, like, uh, fitness has always been important because my, my dad was in it, mm. right? And I, I watch him, like, you know, do these extreme workouts, and I'm trying to figure out why. You're not <laughs> Yo, shout well, out the pops. Shout out the pops. Grinding. Only thing he's doing is, is, you know, noon or twelve o'clock basketball daily, uh, <laughs> every know, day, every day from every twelve day. to two. And he's 63 now, so he hasn't played as much. But man. you know, growing up, I saw that. He would be, man. he would play basketball for two hours, and he'd go work out for about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, that kind of created that structure that that I needed, but. To your point is also, and I think we talked about it from like a mental health standpoint, yeah. it's therapy for me. Mm -hmm. I work out because I'm able to kind of escape the, the world that I'm in mm -hmm. and get into a totally different world. I'm focused, you know, there's no distractions. Yeah. I'm, and then when I finish, I feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but I think like, you know, for those that are watching, if you're not an athlete, you know, a lot of people are just trying to get into the, the city boy, city girl body. You know what I mean? Hot girl summer. Hot girl summer. <laughs> Who's up right now? City boy. I think city boy. City boy. City boy. City boy. But, you know, like, for those that are trying to get their body right, you know, for social media or whatever, which is great because that, you're really doing two things. One, physically you look good, but two, you're, you're helping yourself from a, a healthy standpoint. Yeah. But you don't have to work out nearly as hard if you eat better. And that's mm. my problem. I love food, man. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jeff, I know you over there eating right now. God. I, I love food. Food. I work out because I love food. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So a uh, big thing is I think working out, you just got to understand why you're doing it, you know? And I think that's a big thing for me. Like once I got done playing football, I probably went six, seven months without stepping a foot in the gym. And I started feeling 
tired, not having as much energy. I started getting a little pudge or whatever. And I was just like, dude, come on, man. You've worked out six years straight every day for six years. Like, we get, like get back in the gym, man. Like, ever since I stepped back in the gym, dude, I lost 12 pounds. Like, I feel great. Uh, and it's something I look forward to. And like Charles said, it's been a huge, huge mental health for me. Like, uh, by me living alone, I kind of get down in the dumps a lot always in my head about stuff and like i'm like yo i go into the gym at 5 30 like that's the highlight of my day and then when i'm done it's just like i feel like a whole new person you know so the biggest thing with working out is just understand why you're doing it understand why you're doing it obviously because you want to live longer you want to be healthy uh but yeah that's that's you that's why i work out so yeah. I got, yeah i got a question so we you know we all like working out but you know do y'all go to the doctor i mean i you know I, from maybe it's a I don't know if it's a culture thing, right? But for me growing up, I, I didn't really trust the doctors, right? Um, so I, I really never pushed myself and stayed on a normal regimen going to a doctor and getting physicals. I had to do physicals for sports, but ever since, when that ended, my physical stopped. I, <laughs> I stopped getting physicals. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, Taylor, you get physicals? Yeah, I, <laughs> I try to go, I try to go once yeah. a year on my birthday. Yeah, just okay. because it, that's kind of like my, my reminder to, to yeah. go. Uh, there's there's some ones that I'm probably a lot better at going to than others. Like, I hate going to the dentist. Mm. Uh, mm. I feel like they always find a problem. <laughs> and it's <laughs> the most painful problems to fix. And, and the, most the most expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the last time I went to the dentist, I got a root canal. Mm. Mm. I'm still paying for it. Yeah. I'm yeah. still on the monthly payment to pay for that. <laughs> Two years. Those things are expensive. They're expensive. Yeah, right, but bro. see, so the thing with that, I had to get one at Carolina, but I utilized, like me being on scholarship, yeah. like, yo, I got to get this done now because you can't really afford yeah. it back at the crib. But I was all, my mom was always big on me going to the dentist twice yeah. a year. Like, if we didn't do nothing else, we was in the dentist. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Mom Dukes. We were in the dentist. So that's something I, since I've, been on my own, taking care of myself. I make sure I go to the dentist at least twice a year for sure. Yeah. So your, yeah, your last dental experience wasn't that great though. Well, it wasn't that. It wasn't that great. Just from from what I speak what on. I, <laughs> what happened? Yeah, they had me in pain, and I'm usually good at the Ooh, dentist. Like root canal didn't bother me. Like just a regular cleaning. Like Dang. just a regular cleaning. So Dang. I'm probably gonna be looking for a new dentist. <laughs> they actually sent me a text and said I got an appointment November first. Yeah. So I gotta get on it. Uh I got about three weeks to find me another dentist. I was just about to ask that. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys the people that like when you know you have the dentist coming up, you're like Man, you're cramming for the exam. You Every, everybody watching this, you, you are that person. You are that person. You, you, you are that person. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I I uh I do a lot of flaws in the week before yeah. the appointment. <laughs> but they can tell that though. Yeah, they know. That's crazy. How? 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 Okay, this how? is perfect. Let's tie these two things in. Because a lot of inflammation. Yes, they do know. But I think Dennis and sports commentators are can be in the same field. Because they're both honest. Bro. Yeah. The Make dinner, you feel bad. The dentist I had, I'm not going to say the, the place, but she was like, huh. Like, you know, I was like, look. Yeah, I already know. You ain't got to tell me the truth. You know what <laughs> so what I ended up doing, if you don't like flossing, right? I got big teeth, as you as you can see. Go get you a uh, water, a, a water pick. Water pick. Yeah, it, it, water floss, right? Whatever, however you want to, whatever you want to call it. It's so much easier. It's so much easier. And you really feel like you're in the you know dental chair, like the way. 
and we, we got a couple of dentists uh, that we play ball with. Cam Campbell. Cam Campbell. Oh, yeah. yeah. In, in yeah. the Charlotte area. Cam Campbell. And EJ. I got to check if Cam takes my insurance. So, yo, Cam is in Charlotte, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. You got you got four new clients, maybe five. But on that overall, though, just health in general from a dental perspective, working out it's very big and so we you know we're drinking wine that has you know different perspectives from people of like hey is that healthy or not some people say one glass of wine is healthy you know throughout your life people live a little bit longer but at the end of the day you need to focus on the other areas yeah. of health yes. you know from you know working out from going to the doctor every day i mean every year um, i know for me i don't do a good job of doing that my mom hits me up about that of going hey have you gone and even my brother so uh but yeah that's something that you know yeah. we, we have to do and we got to challenge each other on wanting to do and i think i think the biggest thing with that is a lot of people are fearful fearful of the yep. doctor you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying i think a lot of people like mm -hmm. i feel good so i ain't nothing wrong you know what i'm saying and it's just like one of those things where it's like you'll feel even better after you go and have somebody else tell you like everything's good yeah you're great and they can tell you hey maybe you need to start working out more or you mm -hmm. need to start eating better. And that, that's just kind of thing that drive you to, to that fitness success or health success, if you want to call it, you know? I'll say, because we were talking about um, like culture and habits. It's Growing cool. up, you know, and especially in, in the black home, like the home that I grew up in and really all my family members uh, that, that I speak to is, uh, we we had bad habits, yeah. right? But it was habits that were normal. So it'd be a situation where we were drinking Kool-Aid and if we weren't drinking Kool-Aid for dinner, It'd be sweet tea. What was your favorite flavor Kool-Aid? I like fruit punch. I used to mix the grape, grape, grape and lemon. Grape oh and lemon. God. Yeah. But, but you know, putting sugar in foods, yeah. that's what we did. Sugar and grits. Look, no, don't judge me. No, no. I've never put sugar and grits. And people who do that, I judge them. <laughs> sugar and jelly and grits. Not sugar no. and grits. You're supposed to put cheese, salt, pepper, and butter in grits. If you want to do sugar, you eat oatmeal. Sugar and grits, sugar no. and spaghetti. No. Sugar and spaghetti. I had to throw spaghetti out there with my Italian friend here, right? Yeah. But even in our, our community, in, in the black community, it's been a stigma, uh, especially for black men, um, going into the doctor and things not happening as expected. And so that's something traumatically that is you know ingrained that is even with our own fathers and yeah. people we get those examples mm -hmm. and even our, our mothers and whatnot we get those examples of you know hey yeah go to the doctor um but you know there's there's a little bit of fear with it you know um, and so that's why you know that and it's not as easy for everybody to go uh, but yeah we do we encourage everybody to definitely get checked out for sure you were saying you had like NBA friends, and uh, I was able to afford the opportunity to go to the NBA Finals with you last year. It was just super cool, thanks to Justin Jackson. Uh, what I what it really found about that, because we were talking about success and being in different lanes, is that the people that we kind of idolize, right, they're just people, and they're humble, right? Justin is a super humble guy. You know, if he, if he wasn't, if it wasn't, didn't have the jersey on, you know, he speaks to anybody, you know what I mean? So uh, kind of talk to us about the relationship you have with some of those guys, like even Marcus Page, you know? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing and like why I've been friends with him is like, we just have normal friendly relationships. Like we get on our PlayStations and we play Fortnite and 
I can, I know if I call, if I FaceTime Matt Collins right now, like the first thing he's going to do is roast me for, for something, <laughs> for something, yeah. either my hair or something I say, like, yeah. it's, it's just like a, a normal friend conversation where it's not like, like if, if, like you said, if Justin wasn't in the NBA, I would still love him. Like he was my brother. If, if Mac wasn't in the NFL, like yeah. I would still want to hang out with him before I hang out with like a ton of other people. Yeah. Um, but like, it is cool to know that like, you do have friends that are at the, the very top of yeah, their profession. Yeah. Like on Sundays, like I'm scrolling Twitter and I'm like, what are people saying about Mac? Yeah, or yeah. after Justin has a good game, like the first thing I want to do is, is see the, the reception and yeah. the praise that they get. Even though I know like those two examples, like they're staying as far away from social media, but I like to see their success and, and cheer them on. Yeah. And even like for somebody like like Mac, like if I'm going out to like one of his games, I know those tickets are coming out of like his check. So I'm like, hey, if if you want me to like Venmo you for the tickets, like I have no problem doing that. Mm -hmm. um, I think just because like if if me and Mac are hanging out senior year at Chipotle, like mm -hmm. he's not buying much Chipotle. So like, why if I'm going out to Vegas, is is he buying yeah, much for Like I I got a job. Yeah. just like he does yeah. it's not as good pay but yeah. uh i th i think the the fact that like we've been able to keep all our relationships the same um and it's not like something where you know i'm not asking i'm not asking them to yeah. buy me a rolex or i'm not asking them to you know buy me a new car i'm, I'm still pushing that 2016 mm -hmm. honda civic yeah going through yeah but i think i think just having those relationships where they've they've been the same from the first time I met him uh, up until now, and you know you you mentioned how we went to the NBA finals together, but that was kind of like a two way street where I go out to Phoenix, I give you a ticket, but you let me stay with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think I think that was like something that you deserve a shout out for for being a, a great host that weekend, yeah, and it was uh, it was a great trade. On we also both we also uh, golfed. And I whooped Taylor. <laughs> I don't want to tell you nothing different. I ain't gonna hey, lie. Is that true? No. Hey, he was on Snapchat the entire time, getting all his videos right. Hey, take a picture of me before I hit this ball. <laughs> First off, it was so hot out there. It was like yeah. 115 degrees. Never go up in 115 degree weather. After, after we got he the whole, out after the second oh, ball. No, it was like it was like whole eight. Because like the plan was, yeah. like, you get halfway through a course, it's supposed to be some type of refreshments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they were closed, yeah. or they there they were no mobile. type of refreshments. Not no refreshments. It Man. was uh, that the SpongeBob meme where he's just so dry, <laughs> so thirsty, <laughs> where he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> oh, that's wow. that's what it felt like. We were out there. Yeah. We were like putting towels on our head, just trying to stay cool any way possible. But yeah. I mean, the sun won that day. One of y'all was in Phoenix. Yeah, but it was still a cool experience. It was in yeah, July. Yeah, exactly. In July, the yeah. the best golf courses, yeah. I would say. I mean, I, I haven't been to all of them. But the views in, you know, Phoenix, Scottsdale area uh, on the course is amazing. Yeah, and I want to kind of touch on what Bill said. And that's a uh, thing with, like, me and Charles. Like, he'll, he the one to keep all the pictures and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, throughout the week, he may throw a picture from freshman year. And I'm like, dang, bro, we've really been, like, we've really been tight since yeah. then. So, it's no reason to, like, change up or try to, like, alter the friendship. Like, it's just real as it gets. So, that kind of go back to what you were saying about how you, got friends in the NFL, NBA, whatever. It's just like, 
you don't even see that. You see, man, we was sleeping on each other's couch and rams yeah. or, yo, let me get some of your swipes to eat tonight. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So so that's a big thing. Like, always find that, that foundation in friendships. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Never... Never build a friendship off status, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and, I, and I think that's huge. I think that's huge. Yeah, and it's super cool to see, like, those two examples. For instance, like, Justin in the NBA and Mac in the NFL, like, take that next step in, in their lives and, like, watch them be dads. Like, I go out to their games and, like, I see them interacting with, like, their, their baby girls. And it's like, this is the same dude that, yeah. you know, I was driving up to D.C. with. Uh, during bye weeks, like yeah, freestyle yeah. rapping in cars. And like, <laughs> now I see him as a dad, dad and, that's and taking that like next step. Um, so that's that's been like something like I've been super proud to see yeah. them kind of take that next step as well. Yeah. That's fast. All right, man. Well, hey, it was so good to have my boy Vip here yep. today, man. A UNC alumni. Uh, you know we're gonna stick together all the time. So. Yeah. Jeff, um, one, one, you got some work cut out for you, my boy. <laughs> yeah, one, one thing right quick though, um, on what you were saying, Vip, about uh, uh, not comparing yourself to other people and whatnot. I think that, especially for other people that that have people that are doing well or, or that are around you that are doing well, uh, don't get so tied to your outcome. Mm. Right? Don't get so tied to where you're at right now. You are surrounding yourself around people to be able to amplify you, right? Um, and to be able to at least give you those inspirations. And while you're on your journey, you're able to take things to another level. And just stay committed, though, to, to where you're trying to go. But don't worry about the outcome. Like, yeah. hey, it's going to happen based off of, you know, the, the attributes that's around you, the work and the effort that you're putting in. Um, and so a lot of people, when you're out there, don't look at other people as a detraction from you. You know, it's not something that's like, hey, I need to do this a little bit more. You know, everybody's formula is different in life. Stay in your own lane. Stay in your own sure. lane, you know. And, um, you know, and then from there, you'll be able to uh, realize your, your real greatness. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think the best example that I have from that is like when I have friends that try to, you know, start videos or do mm -hmm. like podcasts and like they they always ask me for tips and like the first thing I like always ask them is like what are you like trying to get out of it yeah um and I feel like everybody always has like different motives mm -hmm. um but like the biggest thing for me is like you know I, I just like putting out content like it doesn't matter to me yeah. if one person is listening to it or you know fifty thousand yeah. and that's that's kind of been something for me where it's like you know you have to figure out your why and, and why you want to do something yeah um so for me that's whenever like people reach out to me like if a unc student reaches out to me that's always the the biggest thing i yeah. say to them because like like you guys have done this for five episodes like you guys know it's a grind like yeah, coming up yeah. with topics yeah. Yeah. setting schedules yeah. figuring out what you're gonna do Thanks. editing it all together shout out my boy pushing it on pushing it on social media like yeah. yeah like it's a grind and like when you're especially when you're like trying to build something from mm. from like the ground up yeah. like a lot of people they'll watch like you know the pivot podcast mm -hmm. or a podcast like that and, and mm -hmm. see the numbers they're putting up and they're like oh i, I could do that yeah. and then like they try to do it and like nah. the first episode doesn't go their way yeah so yeah. they're like all right i'm off this is like yeah yeah, yeah. that's crazy you say that because when we first started man it was always the idea that was thrown out like bro we need to do a podcast call it wine talk wednesday you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying it was just like you know what well, let's let's do it like yeah. so we finally like we finally finally was like let's just go ahead and do it 
we all got together and dude it's been a grind bro yeah. it's yeah. been a grind like like you said finding the schedule mm-hmm. um just coming up with all these ideas and just like every day it's a new idea yeah. and it's like we got to do it we got to do it we got to do it so yeah i think that's huge bro like especially but us starting out doing this what makes it rewarding kind of like Biff said fifty thousand or one right yeah. i got one uh supporter really two that i can think of but uh, randy smith right yeah. Yeah, yeah every episode randy sent me a message and it, it touches me in a yeah, different way yeah. right but i know and the thing is i know that we have that one viewer yeah. And I know that I'm talking to Randy, yeah. right? Yeah. And I also know that like this, the relationship, the bond that we have yeah. is genuine yeah. and it can't be broken, yeah. right? So the content that comes out is authentic. It's real. Right, it's and, real. and we, yeah. we enjoy each other's presence, you know yeah. what I mean? So same thing for everybody out there. Find something that you're passionate in, mm-hmm. right? Because we always got to do our key takeaways. We're, gonna, yeah. we're not gonna let Jeff say yeah. y'all missed the key takeaways. Yeah. <laughs> Find something that you're passionate in, yeah. right? Yeah. Do it because you love it, yeah. right? Stay committed, stay focused, right? And uh, whether it's fifty thousand or one, right? Just keep pushing through. Yeah, just keep pushing through it. And the, and the ultimate success is within. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You agree with that? Yeah, I told you. Hey, look, I'm telling you, CB, he come with it every single time. THB man, he come with it. Humble brag. Hey, well, thank you so much for for joining today. Please like, please share, subscribe, and thank you so much for always supporting. And we cannot wait to see you next week. We want to thank Bill for, for joining in. Some solid stuff, sure. man. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Keep that the coach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I switched y'all. <laughs> all right, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. We will see y'all next week for episode six. Peace. Peace.